0: Thank you for joining me on today's episode. As empaths, we all tend to have certain abilities. Some have more than others. With this power comes more challenges. I decided to bring Chiara Luce, an empath herself. She describes her recovery from trauma as a sober survivor and child of a narcissist. If you are an empath or a highly sensitive person, You definitely want to tune into this episode, so let's get started. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for man. Five, four,
1: three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff.
0: You're listening to the On Call M. Show. Base here. The Eagle has landed. Welcome to the On Call Empath. I'm your host Raj Montage. Today we have a special guest. Today, Kiara Luce. I've had a lot of guests, and after I kind of talk to you, I'm like. You are the definition of an empath, like, I need to get you on my show, so um, so let's just get started. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do.
1: I um, host the Clearlight Creative Podcast, but I also <laughs> am uh, a creative copywriter. That's what I spend most of my days doing. And um, those are the people who, you know, we we sit around and come up with things like, Got milk or the Energizer Bunny? Um, and we then once we think of the big idea, then then we are in charge of writing it all. <laughs> That's what I do, and I am generally a creative. I used to work in film. I've I've had quite a few creative careers and jobs. So
0: you do some astrology, uh, you know, cards uh, on your on your Instagram. Um, are you like? What is that exactly that you do with that?
1: Yeah, I'll pull cards, I'll pull tarot cards. I love astrology and we have astrology segments on the podcast and um I'm a you know huge hobbyist astrologer so I actually we have a like real astrologer on there. <laughs> um but the tarot part is, I got into tarot a few years ago wow. and I have been enjoying it and studying it but I really like working with other people more so because if it's just me i feel like it gets a little navel gazy. um so i just started sharing that and uh, now people have actually like started right. you know like hiring me for readings and stuff which is so fun and wild and um it is very intuitive too and it, it's a really cool practice wow. for an empath as well you get to use <laughs> those skills um in like a productive way in a non-exhausting way <laughs>
0: Right. I I totally like, I've seen you do it uh, on your Instagram. Now, um, I know you mentioned like your last name, Luce, translate to light and your first name is clear. Where did that come from? Like, it's awesome that you have meaning to your names.
1: Chiara is, it's, uh, Claire in Italian and Claire means clear. And my mom is just a little bit extra. Um, She's just a little extra and she really went the extra mile on my name. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it is not like a like gnome de plume or anything. That's that's what I came to this world with. <laughs> There's nothing
0: wrong with that. Like when you reached out to me, like as an empath, I can just it's hard to explain, but you had this energy about you. And I just totally clicked just like with your voice and like the way you were kind of talking to me when did you consider yourself an empath did you already know that like when did you find out exactly when you were like okay i'm an empath
1: i knew kind of certain people when when they would zig like i knew that was going to happen so like like i said my mom's a little bit of extra um she's she's a narcissist and so i feel like that's a good breeding ground for an empath and you know, right. you start to really right. be able to pick up on the nuances of a person. So it probably was with me, at least with some family members for most of my life. I didn't fully, I started realizing it when I, when I left home more often and I would come back and things would start to get rocky and I could know right away and I knew what to do. Um, I started you know, I was like, okay, that's maybe a little not normal that I can tap in that quickly. And then I really didn't know and that it, I could apply it to any, like everybody, um, until I had a boss who um, asked my son's sign, which is a cancer. And she was like, Oh my God, you guys are so psychic. And I knew nothing about any of that. And I actually don't really hold too much weight in sun signs, but uh, she pointed at my boss, our boss, and she said, "What's going on with him?" And <laughs> it was a new job. I was like, "Well, oh, want her to like me? Whatever this crazy lady says, I'll humor <laughs> her." And um, I looked at her boss and I said, "He's he's not he's not okay. He's upset about something, but it has nothing to do with us." And she just looked at me and she goes, his wife has cancer. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, Yeah. I was like, okay, well, that's weird. (laughs) I don't know why I know that. (laughs) And then so as the years went by, I learned a little more um, of the vocabulary. (laughs) And it really was solidified for me at the beginning of grad school, um, before any internships or anything. I worked at Trader Joe's for a bit and I worked at a really, really big one thousands and thousands of people a week and, um, I'm super chatty and and extroverted and I was on the register a lot. And so people would step up to me and I could just feel their stuff like a wave. And, and that's when I was like, okay, I, I feel people's stuff and I Mm -hmm. need to really, (laughs) Um, deal with this because it was just so 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 much. So I think that was like the final, like you know, third time's a charm. I get it now. There's there's something a little different about me, and I need to deal right, with it. Right
0: now, um, it's almost like a clairvoyance, um, but not clearly like you can like read people, like just kind of fortune tell or what some people might think, but. What type of, like, keen senses can you describe being an empath? And can you also tell me a little bit about the pros and cons?
1: I just know things. Um, I don't know why. There's no real rhyme or reason. Um, I just know them. And, like, somebody will be on the phone. And, you know, I looked at my friend on the phone. She had a cute blouse on. And I said, oh, my God, you look like you're, like, you know, on vacation in Mexico or some kind of like, you know, I say random stuff like that. And she's like, I literally just hung up the phone. I was planning vacation in Mexico, (laughs) you know, so (laughs) low key stuff like that. Um, that's kinda, and, and, you know, like with meditation and, um, working it as a muscle, it can definitely get a lot stronger. I've had periods of um, my life where I do that. Um, I have had like dreams where, you know, like kind of I'll get some information that there's no reason I should have, you know, stuff like that. But for the most part, I guess those are kind of the Claire's slash just you know, hyperdrive empath, um, things that I work with. The challenges of it are just really not taking on other people's energy, right. not carrying it with me, um, not letting it affect me. Sometimes it's really hard for me to sense displeasure, like especially in work environments, um, because you know i want i want i want to please people and if i know that maybe my boss is stressed and i feel like i'm not pulling my weight um and i really know like i i know <laughs> I'm like i know she is feeling the heat and part of me really like is working <laughs> on trying to turn that down um but yeah i have a lot of practices as far as like crowds are hard for empaths and stuff. So really just learning to regulate that aspect of it for sure. And, and to move through situations and not like take them with me. I feel like I'm kind of like a magnet for other people's energy and I'm learning to like, know that I can tap into it, but I don't have to like carry it all with me. So I do, I do some stuff to like hopefully regulate that, but I have like a lot more to learn.
0: (laughs) uh just a shout out to the listeners out there all the empaths um I know that you know, they can relate with a lot of the similar things that you're saying, whether you're a highly sensitive person empath like they it can be pros and there can be cons having these um if you wanna call them superpowers or not but uh sometimes they're unwanted and uh it's just whether you like it or not you have it you know it's just something that empaths have, which is you know, you can use it for good and, and you can use it for bad. So just to switch gears here real quick, I know that you had uh, mentioned a little bit uh, earlier, uh, but like as far as your childhood and growing up as an empath, um, y- can you describe like maybe just like your relationship with your, your parents? I am you
1: went the child of a covert narcissist. She... Did not work that much while I was growing up, but by trade, she's a therapist. So that's hard um, because, right, that's kind of a voice of God. You know, who could argue with me about what's behaviorally or mentally right or wrong? I'm a therapist. Um, that was really a difficult thing to live with every day. Um, there was a lot of gaslighting. I, thought that I was crazy I was not um because I was trying to call out a narcissist uh and um I was definitely the scapegoat as far as the family dynamic my dad is an immigrant he's from Brazil and um you know that's a when he grew up there is it's still a hard place to be but you know it was run by a military government people would disappear and stuff and so um I kind of you know, describe him as a Mr. Banks from like Mary Poppins. Like he's not, (laughs) he walks in, he like pats the child on the head. He's like, good child. (laughs) I don't know what to do with you. So (laughs) it was a little bit of that. Um, I do remain in contact with them because, um, you know, he, I, I deal with a lot of like, I work through a lot of stuff from him too but i also would not want to lose contact with him so now as an adult in this situation it's also a bouncing act of learning you know how this whole dynamic but yeah that was hard i have a half brother he's 16 years older than i am and he really didn't want to you know he was off in his 20s so it was it was me and my parents we moved around a lot um and it it was rough. I remember every day for, at the, at the start of the school year. And I, I was a child when I started doing this, I would count down how many years it would be until I got to leave um, home and go to college, you know, and I really started doing this when I was probably like seven or eight. So it was, it was pretty daily warfare um, because, you know, I have, uh you know, like addict, uh, alcoholic tendencies. And so when most scapegoats give up calling out their narcissist? I didn't, <laughs> uh, I, I just kept, ca- you know, every day I was like, this is wrong. Um, which probably right. strengthened my empath skills.
0: <laughs> That's what I was going to say. And a lot of the yeah. empaths out there, They've been through hell and back with uh, some narcissist or, you know, family abuse. And it actually what makes the narcissist or the empath uh, the way they are. And, and I feel the, the more trauma that someone goes through, the more, I guess, keen keenness they have. I mean, um, you've been through quite a lot in your life. I mean, from I believe you, you mentioned that you had, you know, addiction, you were robbed. You accidentally got poisoned um e- EDS f- physical pain like you've been through hell and back and it's amazing like you smile and you laugh and it's just you're 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 a light
1: you know growing up what got me through was art i was in every choir every play every, you know all the time two or three at a time and um you know i, I definitely like filled my time w- with as much as I could, and whether that was healthy or not, um, and and it wasn't. (laughs) Spoiler alert, you don't need to fill your time with a bunch of stuff. It's still something I I work on um, not doing, but, you know, it's really (laughs) only within the past few years that I uh, stopped and started doing healing work and started realizing these aspects of myself. So like, yeah, you, you see me or hear me or interact with me in that way now, but, um, A, it's, it's not always like that, but also it, it really, you know, I don't think I really started working on getting to a space like that until I was about 27 and a half. So, um, it's, yeah, so it, it definitely took some to get to get to that place
0: and I I found out about all this just recently like not too long ago and you know it's making sense now like I'm like whoa, why did I why did I feel that way you know how come my people pleased and felt bad when I said no and you know uh, felt pressured at jobs with bosses and narcissists and I just kept attracting them everywhere I went the minute I consciously like made that decision, I'm gonna say no, and I'm gonna to stick to it um th- things started to change, and the narcissists they just kind of went away because they f- they feed on people that are um i guess they're these are people that always say yes and they're they're scared to you know speak up and and that's how I was for for many years and Once I found out about uh, empaths and and the patterns that you're describing, uh, things miraculously changed and they changed quick because I pretty much like weeded out all the negative people. And I'm just like, I'm not going to have that in my life,
1: you know, for myself until January as far as my family dynamic. But I mean that in a bigger sense as an empath, right, because we pick up on others energy and and others moods and especially when it's negative um you know if people were you know however they came about becoming an empath if it was through a more like negative situation kind of like me I tend to immediately be like what did I do wrong um and because we can sense the energy of others I just would like remind everybody like a lot of times, it has nothing to do with you. You're just picking up on it. Um, it's 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 not your stuff. It's their stuff. You don't have to take it with you. <laughs> I say not mine a lot <laughs> because a knee jerk reaction. I'm like, not mine, <laughs> mm-hmm. not mine. So, um, I think that's a good thing <laughs> to keep in mind. It's a not lot mine, of it right. and, and nobody thinks about <laughs> you as much as you think about you. So, uh, yeah. So, so, um, really like if you're picking up yes. on other people's oh. stuff, I also would play with turning up or down the volume, um, And I, that's something I work on now, but I definitely, I know it can be overwhelming and like, there are ways to like adjust that. What I do now and where I am in this process and where my interest has taken me is kind of really like, I think about would would little kid me or would teenage me like be into wherever I am now um and like absolutely <laughs> are you kidding like people re- re- reading cards and like being you know a creative <laughs> and stuff like that yeah you know and I'm still very much like I'm I don't know I'm not one of the people's like and all oh, my money is fixed and I have my partner and this that and it's on a nice boat it's not um but I definitely do think I would say like life has some incredibly cool things in store that we cannot fathom, especially like when I, cause I really like, I wanted nothing more than to not participate in life for many aspects of my life. Um, Child, adult, all of it. I just, I really did not want to be mentally present for so much of it. And, um, I would really say like, you, you know, you might be in this really hard situation right now, but like, if, and I've had this renewed since Corona, uh, realizing truly anything is possible. I mean, that's not the best way, but it also has inspired me to try some very cool things. Um, Like I never thought I'd have a podcast. So it's kind of anything is possible and it can lead to the the coolest possible Mm -hmm. things you can imagine and beyond that. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'd say to anybody who's really like just wishing they could tap out or little me. (laughs) And I was out of work for seven months during the pandemic and then my my stimulus checks did not go to the right place because my account changed so like I wasn't getting any of the money like I I get that um I get truly being down and out and right before I got the gig where I am now I'm my I'm doing really great freelance work which has a potential of like you know like five months or something. And it's at a great company. They're big. It's, it's exciting. Um, I literally about a half hour before I got the call started thinking about, you know, seeing if I could move in with an aunt and rent my place out and this, that, and the other, like I, I really, you know, I really get it, but there is that all of that doesn't negate like the, the, the stuff that you do have, you know? So <laughs> I was like, that all sucked and that all was rough, but I did still have the time and, you know, yeah. the equipment yeah. to do the podcast anyway. I uh, had the time for self-development. Raj, it sounds like you're using your retrogrades uh, well, because that's what that's for, is like that introspection. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, it's not... The bad stuff doesn't negate <laughs> the good stuff.
0: So this woman... It came into my life. um And it was weird. She was in my life for about a week. And when I was on the phone with her, she would um, just keep telling me that my voice is going to change the world. It's like, no, you are. And you're going to you're going to do a podcast or something to along the lines where you just got to get your voice out. Just do it. Don't think just jump and do it. The minute I started the podcast, the first episode, I hated it, but I just posted it. And then all of a sudden this, this lady, she was gone. Like her phone number was like not working her. Yeah. I was so freaked out. And, um, she was a Russian, a Russian girl and she, she had a, uh, like a, like a very bad health issue. And I felt really bad for her, but I don't know why she came to me out of everywhere and she came and told me, like, you got to do a podcast, like, they got to hear your voice. She kept repeating it over and over and finally it got in my head and, I mean, obviously I made the move. I had to go out and buy the equipment and buy the mic and I just sat there making the episodes five, six times and I'm like, I hate this. I don't like it. I I just, re- you know, trash it and then re-record. But finally I'm just like, you know what? They who cares i'm just going to throw out my first episode and see what happens the minute i did that people just started to like reach out to me in fact i i met you also on on uh social media so i i just started getting people like hey i want to be on your show and now I'm on my 15th episode, and I'm like, wow, that was fast, and uh, she was gone. So that's my little story for the uh, bo- getting born of the en- on-call empath. But <laughs> it's a pleasure talking to you tonight. You are amazing, you know, light. And when, every time I hear your voice and I see you on Instagram, I'm like, I just want to hear the voice and the laughs. It just puts me in a good mood. What's your uh, Instagram uh, name and, and all that so my uh, listeners could contact you if they need anything?
1: The podcast clearly mm. created podcast it's all literally any variation of that on what? all the media yeah i'll link
0: it in the in the bio uh, on on my facebook page for the on-call empath so if you guys are listening head on over and try her out and uh that's pretty much it for today thanks for tuning in and we are out you're
1: listening to the on-call empath